0: Welcome to The Dwelling Podcast. We're so glad you tuned in. Our hopes is that this message inspires you and builds your faith today. Man, I love, I love, uh, I was thinking about this, we were singing that. It's the priestly blessing, right? It's the, it's straight scripture, right? God commanded his priests to speak that over his people. And I was just thinking about that as we were singing how uh, as we're kings and priests and we now have the authority to actually bless. Not just ask for blessing but we have an authority to bless our families. M- moms you have the blessing of God on your life to bless your kids. To bless your marriage. Dads kids, all of us in here, we have that, we have that blessing. We've been blessed and we can be a blessing. We can release a blessing. But here's, here's the thing I was thinking about just then was if God commanded it, that's actually his heart. It wasn't just say this religious thing, you know, every time you gather. No, it was, this is the father's heart for you. He wants his presence to go before you. He wants you to know that his presence is going before you. He wants your children to be blessed. He wants that blessing to just continue and continue. There's a generational thing to this. It's about the generations and it's about the glory. We've been talking about the glory of God, just the glory that he revealed his glory I believe that a huge part of that is through our children and through their children. It's generational. That's, God's always been generational. So I'm gonna do something a little strange for it. Bethany, come on up here. I want you just to, y'all just keep playing just a little bit. If you're sitting with your family, would you just put a hand on them and just maybe sing those words and look, well, let's sing it over our families real quick. Just speak a blessing. Lord, we bless our children. We bless our wives. We bless our husbands. Yes, favor. Not just to us, but to our children and their children and their children.
1: May your presence fill our families, fill our homes with
0: your glory, Lord. you with a identity to know who you are in the father's eyes I bless you with a courage and a bravery I I bless you with forgiveness with a grace to forgive those who hurt you I bless you with a strength to overcome every battle that you're facing right now in the name of Jesus it's by his grace it's by his spirit it's by his power in the name of Jesus. We speak that name, Jesus, over our families right now. Jesus for our families. Jesus for our families. We plead your blood over our homes, over our communities, over our city, Jesus. And we thank you for your blessing. And we thank you that you're a father who loves to bless his children. Come on, can we thank him for the blessing this morning? Can we thank him? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All right, you may be seated. Man, well... This is my wife. If you are not met, she didn't want to do this introduction thing. This is Bethany, and I'm excited about the word that she's going to bring this morning. Amen. Here, hold this for a second.
1: I'm,
0: I'm your servant.
1: <laughs>
0: armor bearer. Armor bearer.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Good morning and happy Mother's Day. Thank you, Chuck, I appreciate that. I know you and Shay are gonna be down there. She's already told me she's gonna give me some energy down there, so I'm ready. So I'm Bethany, Um, I'm Gunnar's wife and I'm proud of it. (laughs) Um, So we have been in a series called Glory if you haven't been here. And we've been going through the book of Ephesians verse by verse. And I know I have definitely encountered some surprises along the way and had my eyes open to some new perspective that I've never had before. And I bet that some of y'all have too if you've been listening. So if you haven't heard those messages, I encourage you to go back and listen because they're gonna kinda lay a foundation and a strong framework from where we're gonna start today. If you are an overachiever and you wanna get there before anybody else, I'm gonna be reading from Ephesians 5, 15 through 20. Um, So today is not gonna be really a Mother's Day message. I know some of you are probably relieved about that. (laughs) And some of you are probably sad about it because you were hoping that I would speak just to the mothers and you could just coast You know, like, yeah, yeah, y'all do better, you know. It's not gonna be, this is for everybody today, so you're not off the hook. Um, But even though it's not really gonna be just a message for mothers, um, I am gonna start with a story that I think that you mothers will appreciate, and you other tired people in the room, you will also appreciate this. So, um, if you don't know, I'm not on staff at the dwelling. I have a a job and an electric co-op down the road. And so this week I flew to Seattle. It was my first time there. It was the first big conference we've had since COVID. So, you know, little out of my routine, flying to the other side of the country, um, you know, airports by myself, Ubers by myself. You know, I sent a screenshot to Gunner of my driver, like in case I go missing, this is the guy. This is the guy that picked me up. I can't pronounce his name, but here he is. Um, but so that also meant Here's where your ears perk up. A hotel room by myself. Quiet, cold, like empty. I know y'all are, I feel the jealousy. I see it on your face, I see it. So anyway, today as part of the message, I'm gonna be talking about the best use of your time. What would you do if you had a hotel room by yourself and time? I was like a dog that had been let out of the house, running around the backyard. I was like, what do I do first, what do I do? I could do so many things, I don't know what to do. So anyway, I got up at 3 a.m. last Sunday. You know, y'all were here and I was flying. And I you know, got to Seattle, I had dinner with a colleague that had gotten there and I went back to my hotel room. Okay, now it's my free time. I could read, I could watch a movie, I could listen to the message from last Sunday, you know, kind of catch up. There's so many things I could do. So I sat down on the bed and woke up several hours later. <laughs> full face of makeup, fully clothed, lights on. Like every light in the hotel was in the hotel room was on. So what did I do? Rolled over, went back to sleep, fully clothed, every light in the whole place, unbothered, totally unbothered. And so I told Gunnar about it the next day, and he was like, wow, you'd make a great lab rat. And so, of all the things that I am or aspire to be, I also have great potential as a lab rat because I can sleep apparently, I mean, I could sleep right now in in full light. So, you know, that was not how I meant to make the best use of my time, but I felt so good. The next day, I think it was the best use of my time. I really, it wasn't what I expected, but it was the best use of my time. Um, So these verses that we're gonna read today may seem a little weird to you. They did to me at first too. They may even be a little offensive or you may cringe at some of the things I'm gonna say, but I promise, stick with me, by the end, you're gonna feel like you've heard some really good news. Really good news. So let's go to Ephesians. I'm gonna pull it up on my phone. Okay, verse 15. Look carefully then how you walk and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so wise. What does it mean? It will first let me, I skipped a part. So the part that says, look carefully how you walk is talking about with your eyes open. Now that your eyes have been opened, watch, observe, be careful. Look carefully how you walk as wise. So this word wise, you know, you think you know what it means, I'm sure, pretty sure you have a good idea. But I looked up the word, the, the meaning in the original language, and it means to form the best plans and use the best means for their execution. So it's kind of an active thing, you know, details, the best plans and the best means for their execution. So verse 17 gives us another clue about what wise means. Don't be foolish, but instead, the opposite, understand what the will of the Lord is, okay? So, so far, form the best plans and use the best means of execution, okay, got it. Understand what the will of the Lord is, okay, got it. Look at verse 16. Make the best use of the time. So some of your translations might say redeeming the time or buying back the time, Um, buying up the time when you can. That made me think of the great toilet paper shortage. Do y'all remember those days? Didn't go shopping very much. I remember, you know, my family of five, one day Andrea Hooper shows up at the doorstep with like a big old pack of Angel Soft. You know, that's a friend right there during the great toilet paper shortage of, what was that, 2020? So do we have any extreme couponers in here? All right, Margaret. I'm not one. I've never been good at it. You know, I've known people. There's a, a woman I work with. She could be like, there's a sale at Publix on mustard. I'm gonna get 37 mustards with this coupon and they're gonna pay me for it. You know, like that kind. And then she gives it away. I've never... I've, I've tried. I've never been good at couponing. I ended up spending the same amount or more when I was in my couponing days. I'm just like, I'm just gonna go to the grocery store, do my best. <sighs> so I have an awesome planner that Gunner introduced me to. It's called the Full Focus Planner. This is not an advertisement, but you know, like I have my planner. You know, I've tried coupons, I have I have schedules, I have calendars, I have digital calendars, I have a calendar on my phone, I have one, you know, paper calendars, all this stuff. I have reminders. I try to make the best use of the time, as much as I can do, but I've never quite been able to store it up. I know some of you moms especially are tracking with me right now. I know there's there've been some of you that like, their kid turned three last week or this, and you know that you're not able to store up that time. You see it, you know. Um, I've got some regrets in my life, some things that I had wished I had done differently. And even as far as a few months ago, I remember just almost begging God, can I just have a time machine? Like if you will just let me go back to then, I would do it differently. Like I would, that's, if I could ask for one thing from you, God, if I had a, you know, if you were a genie and you could give me a wish, I would want to go back to that and I would change it. I have wanted to redeem the time myself, but I've never been able to. Here I am, I'm still here. I haven't, I haven't traveled back in time. I've, all, I've wanted to get a do-over. Do I thought everything would be okay, but I've never quite been able to fully Capture that time or redeem the time. It says to make the best use of the time because the days are evil. You know what evil means there? Full of labors. Full of tolls. pressed and harassed by labors and tolls. So let's review, shall we? We got walk wisely. Say check. check. Don't be foolish. Check, thank you. Understand what the will of the Lord is, check. Check. And make the best use of the time because the days are full of labors, Check. check. Anybody else feel that way? When it's like, okay, here's my checklist, I have to, okay. Here's the kicker. Verse 18. Thank God for verse 18. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the spirit. Numa. Say it with me. Numa. Numa. I feel like map on Dora the Explorer. I know y'all don't watch Dora anymore. You have like bluey or something, but Dora was the stuff back in my kids' day. Numa. Numa. That's the word there for spirit. It's one of my very favorite words in the Bible, pneuma. It means a wind, a movement of air, or a breath from the nostrils or mouth. It makes me think of that moment when God breathed a breath of life into Adam. The very breath of God, that's the word for spirit here. And it's talking about him, the Holy Spirit. But that's the word that the Bible uses for him. He's like a wind, he's like the breath. Pneuma changes everything. Pneuma will make it to where you don't feel like you have to breathe into a paper sack to do what God says. So it says, be filled with the Spirit. What does that mean? That was my question. What does it really mean to be filled with the Spirit? So filled here can also mean completed or lacking nothing or influenced strongly. Like you've heard of somebody being filled with anger. They're not actually filled like a cup, you know, with anger. It means like anger, they're so, they have anger, they're controlled almost. They're influenced so strongly by anger. It's like they're filled with anger. It's kind of the same thing, filled with the Spirit. Um, any grammar nerds in here besides me? Come on, we gotta be good at something, okay. You might, I mean, some of you can draw and do other things too, but grammar is like my writing is one, my one thing. Um, so present, this, this be filled here, it's not exactly translated perfectly into English. It's actually present continuous sense. So it's actually like a continual thing. Keep on being filled. It's not a, it's not a just be filled. It's a keep on being continuously filled. Also, what is a passive verb? Grammar nerds? Anybody want to yell out, "Read knows. What's a passive verb? Read? Yeah. Well, sort of, sort of, thank you for answering. So passive, a passive verb is where you don't, you aren't the doer, something is being done to you. So being filled, keep on being filled is a passive verb. So this is both a command and it's a passive verb. So it's like the, Paul is telling us here, be filled, it's a command, but you're not the one doing the filling. So it's it's a passive verb. So stay with me. I'm headed somewhere. So keep allowing yourselves to be completed. Keep on being controlled. Keep on being influenced. So there's a word in the New Testament where new believers would receive the Spirit. And this is not that word. This field is not the word used there. This is used for those folks who were absolutely consumed with God, like Peter when he spoke after Pentecost and thousands of people got saved, or Stephen when he saw Jesus standing at the right hand of God when he was being stoned to death. Like this is the word used in those instances. So it's for believers. It's also the word that was used when the followers were there at Pentecost and the Spirit came in and they were filled with the Spirit. And people, the only way they knew to describe it is these people, they thought they were drunk in the middle of the day. So don't be drunk with wine, which is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. Do you know what that word debauchery means? I know we're just going through a whole vocabulary lesson, y'all, words are important to me. Um, I always think it thought it meant like really bad or a rotten person or just evil. It means dissipation. Also a big word. Had to look that up too. So it means like squandering the loss of something. Like when the prodigal son took his, you know, inheritance and went and just wasted it all and had nothing to show. So when it's contrasting these two things, you know, make the best use of your time, be filled with the Spirit. What it's saying is, I'm not up here to say that alcohol is bad in itself or that, whatever else you fill yourself with or try to get the influence from. Um, for me, a lot of times it's graham crackers with uh, whipped cream on the top. When we've Here's confession time. If we've had a rough night getting the kids to bed and I have held it together, where's the first place I had Gunner Acreage? Pantry get the graham crackers, he might be in the other room and he'll hear and he knows it's been a rough night when he walks in and hears because something about filling myself with whipped cream just helps. It gives me that extra little something or calms me down or I've just, you know, so those, you know, sometimes those things can be helpful or, you know, whatever. This is not, that's not the lesson for today, but it will always, those other things that we try to influence ourselves with or that we fill ourselves with, for you it may be like escaping into a Netflix show, Um, you know, it could be climbing the corporate ladder, there's a lot of things it could be, but those things will always leave you empty and probably worse off than you were to begin with. I know when I've had too many, you know, graham crackers and whipped cream. I'm worse off than I was to begin with, because now I feel bad, because I've eaten the entire box of graham crackers, you know. So, you know, when we talk about walking wisely, um, being filled with the Spirit, you know, we could go into the comparison of those things, but I think you can kind of use your imagination, because, you know, being drunk with wine and full of the Spirit, they have a lot of similarities, um, and then they have a lot of differences, but, you know, we I think, I think we could probably use our imagination on that. You know, how it, how it comes out in your life, how it's obvious to other people, how it affects the way you speak. It affects the way you see the world. It affects the way you relate to other people. It affects what's important to you in that moment. It influences all of those things. Um, so now that we have Numa in the picture, let's take another look at the first part of our scripture maybe in a way that doesn't need the sack to breathe in. So, before I go to that, who here has a boat or goes out on a boat sometimes? Raise your hand, you don't have to be ashamed. You, (laughs) So, so am I the only one here that doesn't know about boating very much? Well, we grew up in, Gunnar and I grew up in inland Alabama. So between the woods, the cotton field, and the cow pasture, you know, we don't know a lot about this tidal stuff. So if I were just to wanna go out on a skiff one day, could I just go anytime I wanted? Go anywhere I wanted? Come back when I felt like it? No, thank you for that good advice, Margaret. You're the only one here who's gonna give me good advice. Okay, a skiff is a boat. See, I added that in. I added that in because I wanted to seem cool and smart, like I know what a skiff is. Skiff, a skiff, yeah. I could just say boat. So, no, I'd have to know about the times and the tides, or not, if not, I might get stuck on a sandbar or in some marsh mud if I don't check, you know, the opportune times of doing that. Okay, since none of y'all know about boating, I'm gonna bring it down to a different level. Has anybody ever seen Muppet Treasure Island? I have one yes, it's like my favorite movie, okay. So there's one song in the movie, what's called Cabin Fever. The wind had stopped blowing. All the Muppets were just like stranded on the boat. They were tired of being there. And so they start singing this crazy song, you know, not making any sense. Um, I hope they're not watching. I wouldn't wanna insult, insult them. Hope they're not watching the live stream. I love you, Muppets. Um, But so at the end of the song, the wind starts back up and immediately, okay, well, let's sail this ship. Let's go get the treasure. They're taking advantage of the time. So there there are opportune times and there are times when the wind blows certain ways. Remember Numa, talking about Numa. So let's look back at those verses. And let's look at them. Think of them with me in the context of the Holy Spirit being the wind and you being full of, this, full of the Spirit. Look carefully how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. So as we're talking about boating, our, making the best use of the time, the opportune time, That word opportune in the English, it means it's talking about a ship taking advantage of the wind to get safely to the harbor. So as you're talking about, as we're thinking about, well, how do I make the best use of the time? Maybe it doesn't have so much to do with planners and schedules and what are you going to do with your five minutes during nap time Or what are you going to do with your career? Maybe it has a little more to do with where is the wind blowing? The opportune time. He's the one who's going to get us safely back into harbor. Because I don't know about you, but sometimes I'm paddling so hard. And I don't feel like I'm getting anywhere. And I don't really know which way to go. I'm not sure, but I'm just headed somewhere. And I don't know where the sandbars are but maybe I'm paddling, I'm doing that stuff on my own and I'm not really paying attention to where the wind is blowing. I'm just kind of going on my own. Understand what the will of the Lord is. How do we know what the will of the Lord is? There's a lot, that's right, thank you. Ask him, he'll tell you. So there's lots of ways. One of the things we do is we turn to the word. Of course, we have the Bible, it's it's there to direct us. But what happens when I'm reading my Bible and I read all these verses, let's just say, for example, there's a lot of verses in the Bible about working hard, you know, talking about people who work hard prosper, you know, the sluggard, the person who's lazy, you know, they're not pleasing to the Lord. They have a hard time. Jesus said, I'm always working and my Father is always working. Okay, well, then I think to myself, okay, God values hard work. So I'm gonna work, I'm gonna bust it all the time. That's what God wants me to do, right? But then what about those verses like where Jesus says, come to me, all you are weary and I'll give you rest. Or, you know, like I'm your good shepherd and I lead you beside still waters and into green pastures and I restore your soul. I think, okay, well, God values rest. I'm gonna say no to everybody. I'm not doing another thing. I'm just gonna prioritize rest. Well, how do you know? How do you know when to work and when to rest? This is just one example of the both and that we talk about all the time. What's Numa? What's Numa doing? What is the Holy Spirit saying? We have to, it's like we have the word, we need the wind. We need the the fresh movement. What is because we have seasons. God is always the same. God does not change. The Word tells us that. He's the same today, yesterday, today, and forever. But seasons change. What He had you focusing on in the last season may not be the main focus of this season. The thing that He really wanted to work into your life in the last season, you may you know you may be pretty good on that now, and now he's wanting to move you into something else. So we have to go where the wind is blowing. Um, Let me scoot down on my notes here. Stay tuned in to the Holy Spirit. That's right, stay tuned, and we're going to talk about how to do that. Stay tuned in to the Holy Spirit. Um. So looking through the lens of being filled with the Spirit really changes things. And I'm not going to go into verse the next verses very much because I just really don't have the time. Y'all can study that on your own because you have the Holy Spirit. But verse 19 says, Addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. When we're filled with pneuma, with the very breath of God, then we begin to breathe out on each other, on the body, on our city. Everywhere we go, we bring um, that word for songs there. It's only used in two contexts in the New Testament. The first is talking about building up the body, like here. The other... All three other uses of this word are only used in Revelation in the setting of heaven and the throne room. So when you are filled with Numa, when he is controlling and influencing your life, you breathe heaven where you go. You breathe it to each other, you bring it in your workplace, you bring it on the street, you bring it at the grocery store. You, when you are full of the breath of God, you breathe out heaven everywhere you go. And that's all I can say about that part because I gotta move on. That's the only way you can be thankful for all things is because if, if, if the Spirit is moving in you, all things, you know because He leads you into all truth that all things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to His purpose. Um, so, how do we keep on being filled with the Spirit? I don't really know. No, I'm kidding. I have a small idea, but I'm still on this journey too. I'm still with you on this. I am I'm, I told Gunnar whenever he asked me which message, which group of verses I wanted to do, I kind of jumped on life in the Spirit just because, not because I'm super qualified to teach it, um, because I've just got a handle on it, but because I know the difference of trying to live life or be a mother or be a wife or just be in person um without being filled with the spirit and i definitely know that contrast i definitely know what it's like to try so hard to to do good things and to be a nice person and to not blow up at my kids and all of those things without being filled um and so I picked this one because I was like, that makes a big difference. So first of all, just like Margaret said, if you're already a believer and you have the Holy Spirit living in you, ask for his help. That's number one. Just ask for him, ask for, for his help. I, was, I did it this morning. Lord, I just need you to feel me. I need to be able to hear you. I need you to help me know what to say. Just all of that stuff. Receive what you ask for and acknowledge that he is there, that he is answering. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Act like he's there. Act like he's working, and he will direct your paths. It's a promise. Be aware. Be aware of the Spirit. So let me give you another uh, uh, an example of how to be aware because you're thinking how am I supposed to know where he's moving how am I supposed to know what he's doing so as part of my job I get to do a lot of fun things and one thing I got to do uh, two weeks ago is I got to hand out lunches at a golf tournament I didn't have to play golf <laughs> I'm so happy <laughs> I'd much rather hand out lunches, Um, and so we're out there. I was out there with my coworkers. You know, we're having a good time. We're cutting up, you know, handing out lunches, greeting everybody, and um, somebody walked up and wanted to take our picture, and it was a really windy day. I knew that. Um, I mean, it had just been beating us the whole time we're out there, hair going everywhere, and so when they got ready to take our picture, we had to kind of stop okay, if the wind's blowing, which way's the wind blowing? Because I didn't want the picture to look, you know, like we wanted to be able to see our faces. And so we had to figure out, we had, I mean, until that point, I didn't really know which way the wind was blowing. I just knew it was just, you know, it was blowing our hair everywhere. But when I, when we stopped to try to take the picture, we needed to be aware of the direction so that it would blow our hair back and we would look like Beyonce in the picture instead of, you know, so... That's exactly what we look like, just like her. Um, And so that, you know, if you think, you know, Jesus used parables. I think it's okay to kind of glean from the natural world to help us understand what the Bible's saying here. So sometimes to be aware of what the Spirit is doing. You can hear Him anywhere you are. You can hear Him in the middle of a chaotic situation, you can hear him when everybody else around you is screaming and it's loud and there's pressure against you because he lives inside you. But sometimes you really need to stop and allow yourself to be aware and listen. So that, mean, that may mean, you know, getting somewhere quiet by yourself. It may mean kind of cleaning out some of the clutter that may be preventing you from hearing him, but... Um, just whatever that is, whatever you need to be able to be aware of what he's doing. Um, A lot of times it is getting in in the Bible, in the Word, and allowing him to speak that way, just giving him a, a megaphone. And then listen and submit to what he's doing. So my time's getting short, but yesterday when I was typing some of this up, my daughter, Bailey, looked over my shoulder and was reading some of what I was typing, and she said, you know, I, we started talking about some of the things that maybe we turn to to be filled instead of the Spirit sometimes. Some things we turn to just to make ourselves feel better or, you know, just to fill that void. And she said, you know, sometimes when I'm really upset, it's hard to turn to God because I can't see Him. You know, like I I do something else. And I think that's such a good point. You know, when you're in the moment and you've been hurt, or you're upset, or you're super stressed out, or you're scared, or you're just at the end of your rope, sometimes you can't expect yourself to just think rationally and stop everything and just say, okay God, now's the time, now I need you to fill me, I need to, you know. Like that's good, it's good to run to God when you're really struggling or you're really having a hard time. But what's even better is the continually being filled. So just on your regular day, you know, you fill up. You let him fill you continuously, and when you get to those hard times, because they'll still come, you'll still be hurt. You'll still be betrayed. You'll still be put in a stressful situation. You'll still have a lot of demands on you, whatever it is that gets you to that place, but when you come at it and the, the Holy Spirit has already been filling you and completing you and working in you, you know, the fruits of the Spirit, it says in Galatians, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. If the Spirit is already producing those fruits in your life, when you get to those really pressing moments, you'll be able to handle them a lot better because you'll be bringing the version of yourself that's full of Him. So for me, a lot of times, it's my drive home from work. I know when I hit the door that there are gonna be some new demands on me. So on my drive home, this is y'all, this is as simple as it gets of being filled, trying to be continually filled with the Spirit. When I get in my car, I know the things that are gonna fill me and I know the things that are gonna con- either just let me escape or continue to drain me. A lot of times, if I were to jump right into like a entertainment, a podcast, you know, murder mystery, you know, cr- true crime, all this stuff, um, I'm not, when, I, when I hit the door, I'm not gonna be filled with the Spirit and so I'm gonna see my family's needs Like, I have to defend myself against just their natural needs that I'm there to meet. But sometimes for me, if it's silence and just listening on that drive home, or sometimes it may be, I may be in prayer, like just talking to him about whatever, um, listening to what he's saying about what's important, or who I am, or what he loves, or sometimes it may be, you know, switching my mindset by listening to worship music. I mean, it's different for everybody, but intentionally engaging with him and letting him feel me. On the way home, I can get out and I have love and peace to spare. So if something comes at me and needs to draw a little bit of that love out or my patience out, he's already been producing those fruits in my life and I have that to give. Or, you know, if I, if I get to work and somebody's being ridiculous, um, you know, needing something from me, you know, if I have already been filled up with the Holy Spirit on a consistent basis, then I've got gentleness to spare, or I've got goodness to spare. So, it, you know, it's good to run to Him in the moment, but we're, what we're talking about is a continual day in and day out feeling so that you stay full of Him and His fruits Um, we have to keep on being filled. I've tried to do all the things right on my own. And it didn't work out too well. I ended up doing all the things wrong because I wasn't filled. I wasn't filled. There's some circumstances in your life that you just can't change. You just can't fix. But by golly, you can show up with that fruit busting out all over and you can fill that circumstance with that fruit. So the circumstance may not be fixed, but there's gonna be love and joy and peace and gentleness and goodness and kindness there because you're filled with the Holy Spirit. We can't work hard enough, planner them away, consult people enough, but Holy Spirit has a crazy way of redeeming the time. He redeems the time. I'm a living example. He redeems the time. He helps us walk wisely. He shows us the will of the Lord. He steers us on our adventure toward lands unknown and then safely toward the port. That's it. So y'all can come up if you want to. I didn't give you a—where's Lauren? I didn't give y'all a a heads up— but let me just let me pray over us real quick. Do we want to do Gunnar, do we want to do community leaders at the end? Okay. If any community leaders are here, y'all come up and we'll um we'll have prayer. If you need prayer for anything, at the end at when when all these guys get up here, you're welcome. You're welcome to come and get prayer. It doesn't have to be. Um It doesn't have to be Holy Spirit. It doesn't have to be about anything we've talked about today. Um, If you want somebody to pray with you about hearing the Lord's will, if you're in a tough spot, um, you're welcome to come up for that. If you need healing in your body or in your mind or in your heart, Holy Spirit covers all of that. He wants to fill you. Jesus said in, I think it's Luke 11, um, if you know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will my good father give to the one who asks? You won't ask for Holy Spirit or you won't ask for something good and he'll give you something bad or ignore you. He'll give you what you need. So I'm gonna pray for us, and then I'm just gonna open up for a time of prayer. If you need prayer, just come see one of these community leaders here. Lord, we just thank you so much for your goodness. We thank you that your goodness and mercy follows us all the days of our lives. And that's when we stray, and that's when we're with the shepherd, God. God, I thank you so much that you didn't leave us to do life on our own. And I thank you so much that your strength is made perfect in our weakness. I thank you that you did send the Holy Spirit to be our comforter, to be our helper, to lead us into truth, to be our counselor. God, I pray that you would help us Um, that you would fill us with your spirit, that you'd help us just to hear you, that you'd help us to learn to feel which way you're moving and to hear your voice. God, I pray that you would just open our eyes this week to areas that we are not, um, that we're walking in the flesh and not in the spirit. Lord, let us see the rawness of that and just so we can invite you into those areas too. God, I pray that you would just help us to walk with you not in our strength, but in the power of Holy Spirit. I pray that you would help us to walk wisely, to know what your will is, to make the best use of the time, and that you would just teach us just to blow out with the breath of heaven everywhere we go. Lord, that you would come out of our mouths, that you would come out of our movements, that you would come out in our ideas, that you would come out in our passions, that you would come out in our compassion for others. God, I pray that you would just teach us how to move with you in our schedule and when to let you disrupt our schedule I pray that you would teach us what's important and that you wouldn't let us fall to the pressure of just task after task after task, but that we would learn to walk your way. Well, we praise you, you're so good to us. You're so good to stoop way down here where we are and understand and care and make it possible for us to know you. God, I pray that your glory would just shine through us this week, that you'd take us from glory to glory to glory, and that people would see you so strongly on us this week, that they would see you, and that we would just kinda be something in the background. We love you. We praise you. In Jesus name.
0: Amen let's all stand. Come on, that was a great word this morning. It's good stuff. So uh, I just want to bless you guys uh, that we would just well, I'm blessing myself right now that we would walk that out this week in our homes and our workplaces, everywhere that God's called us to blow the wind so we've received your wind, God, and just help us to see where it needs to it needs to blow in our lives. All right, God bless you guys. See you next week. If you need prayer, come on up and get prayer from these leaders. Love you. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. For more information about The Dwelling, visit thedwellingchurch.org.